are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs, right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I am Jeff Garcia, your host. You know that by now after all these years, a San Antonio Spurs writer. Glad to have you back. And look, uh, full disclosure, this episode is recorded before the Spurs game last night versus Miami. So, you know, anything we say right now may be affected by that. But it really shouldn't consider we're going to be talking about, I don't know for those kids of you kids out there that are old enough to remember back in the day in the 90s, used to be this show called Unsolved Mysteries, Robert Stack, Creepy Music. Well, Basically, that's, we're going to apply that same idea to Trey Lyles. What is going on with him? Why is he benched? This must be the most serious injury he's ever had in his entire career. He has not played a game at all. We're going to have fun with that, speculate what is going on with the big man. And then we get down to some nitty-gritty and uh, talk about a question a fan posed, and that is simply, is this team, at the end of the day, just a collection of role players? To do that and more, I'm finally joined by his lordship, Casey Vieira. Casey, we made <laughs> we made some time for you. We made some lordship. time for you, buddy. Yes. Wow, lordship. That's new. Well, you know, wow. we, we gotta work around we gotta work around your schedule, you know. We understand, you know. Oh, you know, green wow. we know green MMs only, uh green bottled M- water, oh. not tapped. Those people are those people are <laughs> something, right? The green MM only crowd. Was it Prince you, like that? Uh, I heard Rumors Prince used to be like that. Like he was very particular oh, yeah, what he yeah, had yeah. in his That's room. Where, yeah. Isn't that where the joke started with Prince? I think so, yeah. Prince, yeah. Right? Yeah, I thought that but, was um, where the joke started. Yeah. But in case you don't know who Casey is, by the way, you should. He is a uh, San Antonio sports writer, reporter. He's also uh, par- one of two co-hosts of the uh Beers yeah. and SA. With his lovely wife, they uh, talk to you about the ins and outs, the uh, daily life of newlyweds in San Antonio. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. Hey, but all kidding aside, glad to have you back, Casey. I know it's been a minute since you've been on. Uh, you know, before we dive into this fun segment right here with Trey Lyles, hey, wh- wh- if you're like one of those things, you're going to look back at the season and say, where were you? Where were you when Derek White went down? And what was your initial reaction? Which time? <laughs> well, the most the most severe one. It looked. Like this one looks like this one was a whopper. He got hit pretty bad. Yeah, this this looked like the worst one, man. Anytime, yeah. anytime your foot ankle turns to a basically ninety degree angle, you know it's not going to be good. And needless to say, and yeah, and I think the most telling part was his reaction because he's pretty much a very stoic, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, level headed kind of guy. So when he shows emotion. One way or another, you know, it's worthy of showing emotion, him showing emotion one way or another. And mm-hmm. he looked like a guy who had just had his ankle twisted in every which, well, not every which direction, one particular direction, but not a good one. Sure. Uh, but to answer your yeah. original question, where was I? I was uh, right on my couch watching it, just like a lot of people probably, right on their couch watching it and collectively had the same kind of cringy reaction. Yeah. You know, as of this recording, the Spurs haven't uh, released any type of statement regarding the severity of his injury. 
what type of injury, et cetera, et cetera. All we know, he did not play against Miami, which we kind of expect that. But, you know, barring that and going on this assumption that it's it's bad, even Popovich after the game said it didn't look good. <laughs> so when he gets that reaction, you know it's a bad one. Uh, yeah. What do you think the ripple effect is going to be on the court for this team without Derek White? Well, it's kind of a gut punch because on several levels, because most importantly, he had been playing well. Yeah. He had probably been playing the best basketball he had played since, arguably, since the bubble, you can make the case. Mm-hmm. Basically, this entire season, it's been on and off, on and off, and hadn't really had a sustained stretch of solid, good games over like a five, six, seven-game stretch, whatever you want to call it. But unfortunately for, for him, this came in one of those stretches where it finally came to be, where it seemed like everything was kind of coming together. Now, as for that, that, that ripple effect, like you said, it's just kind of a matter of you wonder how is this rotationally going to work out. And the immediate thought process with everybody is, oh, well, what they want to see is probably Devin Vassell in the starting lineup, potentially, or Devin Vassell just getting more run in particular, which he will, but that that in in reality what's probably going to happen it's going to be more patty mills for the mm-hmm. time being and we'll see lonnie probably fill into that two spot in the starting rotation we'll keep patty on the bench but more time will probably allotted be allotted his direction to sell mm-hmm. depending on on the matchup or whoever's out there need that night he's going to get some run and again it's going to be kind of a by committee thing but Unfortunately for the Spurs, again, it's coming at a time where they're playing their best, best basketball in quite some time, really in the second half of the season probably. Right. And now you just kind of hold your breath and hope they can kind of push through and they don't lose any ground in this playing status, which doesn't exactly appear to be the case. I mean, they're playing well right. with you know, they're they're playing well. That that's really just what it comes down to, and and they should, in theory, make it anyways. But definitely a, a tough, tough turn of events. No pun intended. Tough turn of events, if you yeah. will, uh, for Derek White. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It just came at the wrong time. I mean, first of all, is he snake bitten or something? Did somebody put a hex on him? Because this season has not been good for him when it comes to the health front. But when he's been on the court. Uh, you know, he's made an impact. Um, he, it took a while for him to get to that point prior to the injury. And, but boy, was he coming on? I think about close to 19 points per game this month. We know he could take charges. Spurs lost that. I think really what's going to hurt San Antonio is just the three point shooting that he provided him. The Spurs have been struggling from that department for quite some time this season. You lose at least this month. Uh, he was shooting about 36, 37% clip, which is good uh, for the Spurs standards this season. All in all, yeah, it's going to be a bad blow. Are you surprised the Spurs haven't released anything as of this recording? You know, hey, here's the severity. Here's what's going on with them. You know, MRI, whatever. You know, they've been kind of quiet on that front. Nah, I, this is pretty much par for the course, the way I see it. You know them. They're they're yeah, very hush-hush, right. yeah. regardless over just about any and everything. So to have this go down and kind of tip their hand as to how it's looking one way or another, it's yeah, no, that's not something I expected uh, expected to see to them really reveal that. But the most, I guess, revealing part of it that you're going to get is what Pop said the other the other night, and that it's not looking good. And if that's coming out of his mouth and not the generic, yeah, we'll have to sit down, mm-hmm. we'll get him 
be evaluated. We'll talk about it in the morning, those kind of coach speak things that you hear all the time after an injury. The fact that Pop came out and said it as directly as that should be telling enough that not exactly a good sign right now. Absolutely. Hopefully um, White will be back soon in the later. Hopefully it looks look a lot worse than what it really was. You know, the good news is, is after he cleared the court and it was going into the tunnel, Casey, I'm pretty sure you saw, he looked like he was walking under his own power. So that possibly is a good sign moving forward. But again, we await any official word on Derek White and his status moving forward. Uh, let's have some fun now. Uh, I, this must be the worst injury of Trey Lyle's career. I mean, that right ankle sprain just never seems to heal. No. What is going on with Lyle's? Why is he playing? And is, is this kind of a diva movie's pulling because he did not get dealt at the trade deadline? Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. You need engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. They got it all at rockauto.com. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Rockauto.com's catalog is unique, easy to navigate. See all the parts available for your car, vehicle, whatever you got. Choose a brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. So don't go spending up to twice as much for the same parts. Just go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. You got an amazing selection. You got reliably low prices. You have all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if he's in San Antonio right now. When was the last time we've seen Trey Lyles? Do we know? I think I think he's been, he been spotted has, on the bench a couple times. Has he? Has he, he been um, on the bench? Okay. Well, is that but I mean, that? <laughs> well, but then there's games where you know he's nowhere to be seen. So, right. Yeah. Right. Well, is he? Is he? Was he spotted on this road trip so far with them? No. Right. No, I have not seen him at all. No. I think prior right. to the road trip, uh, yeah, he was there. But it, I, look, it, it seems to me that this situation where maybe he doesn't want to be in San Antonio, you know, uh, there was a report that the Spurs tried to deal him at the trade deadline. Things fell through, and he's now in San Antonio. In that same report, I uh, forgive me for not citing it, but it was said that uh, he wanted out, that he was not happy with the playing time he was getting, in San Antonio, it seems to me this is just his. You know, we're we're just speculating here, but all signs are pointing to the fact that maybe he doesn't like his role on this uh, this team, Casey. Considering it's been largely non-existent for most of the season, I guess you could say <laughs> that's the case. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, the Lyle thing is weird, though, isn't it? Because last season on opening night, he was the guy filling in at that at mm-hmm. that four five spot, and everyone's saying okay, and he had his. He had his, his pretty solid performances, and he, he really well, – well, what's what's called the, the Swiss Army knife, just being adaptable, right? right? Is that what it's called? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he had very much kind of those kind of moments where if he was in the starting lineup playing 30 minutes, he was good. You can count on it. If he was just based off the matchup, getting a DNP sometimes, he was, at least on the surface, seemed like he was good with it. And then that – 
appendicitis happened right before the bubble, and it just hasn't been the same since. And it's interesting because this game, you look at it, you would think for what the Spurs are doing right now, the direction that they've been taking and going small this season, his game would be pretty adept to it. And largely for the most part, and in, in the minutes that he's played, in the smaller doses, if you will, it's not like he's been bad, right? It's, right. It, it's, I mean, he's not going out there lighting up the world, but he hasn't done anything that he's just like, oh, man, get this dude off the floor. You know what I mean? It hasn't been anything like that. But sometimes, as we know with the Spurs, if you're not in favor in that rotation and you're out of it, you've got to be on your toes, but there's a good chance that you're not going to find your way back into it. And right now, and who knows, this, this, I say right now, but right now maybe the book might be closed on Trey Lyles. He's just uh, certainly not close to, so it seems, to A, getting back into the rotation, but B, more importantly, physically getting back onto the court. Right. And, you know, it, it just sucks because he appears to be, you know, at least with the skill set he has, exactly what the Spurs sometimes need out of their big man core. You, you, the fact that he, that Drew Eubanks is playing ahead of him, you know, that's it probably doesn't bode well for his future in San Antonio, which is a complete yeah. 180 because in uh, the off season, you know, where when the bubble ended and, you know, the season was about to start, he proclaimed to the world and, in a media session that he wants to be a spur for life. So that has definitely changed. I think that's like the, the kiss of death, right. From a player. If they say they want to stay in X team forever, they're probably pretty right. much, that's not going to happen. I mean, we Kawhi Leonard said it, you know, look what happened there. Uh, but yeah, you, you look at Trey and you know, it's obvious his time in San Antonio is all but over. And unless this injury is really bad, unless, this sprained ankle is the mother of all right sprained ankles ever, but you would think by now he'd be back, and he's just not. And it's 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 becoming a running joke now when the Spurs do release their uh, injured um, re, their injury report, and his name is the only one there. Nobody is shocked. Like, okay, yeah, you know what else is new? I'm tempted to always report that. Nah, the Spurs didn't report anything. Everybody's good to go because it's just yeah. miles over and over and over again. But yeah. It it looks like the mystery will remain. Cue the Unsolved Mysteries 90 theme about right now for yeah, uh, right. Trey Lyles. All right. Let's go shift gears now and talk about this uh, young Spurs team. And look, they're playing good. You highlighted it earlier. They're, they're catching the stride uh, seemingly at the right time. We'll see how they uh, fare without White uh, forever, however he's out. But nevertheless, you know, DeJounte, good player. Keldon, budding star, possibly. Lonnie Walker, up and down, but these are more ups than downs this year. And you got Lucas Omnich, and you, you got Trey Jones, you got Devin Vassell, et cetera. The list goes on and all these young guys. But a fan posed this question, and I shared it with you, Casey, uh, before we got on uh, this recording here. Are these young guys, at the end of the day, no matter how you spin it, just simply a, you know, a collection of just good role players? that none of these guys have what it takes to bloom into that cornerstone piece this franchise needs. Casey, take it away. Well, let's kind of go back to just what we've defined these guys as for almost, well, we'll say almost a year now, really since the end of the bubble, so a little less than a year now. We look at this roster and we say, who of them is, indispensable who's untradeable and the collective answer is what nobody right 
So if that's the case, essentially what you are is an interchangeable piece on the team, thus making you a role player. So this isn't anything that we haven't said already, except the idea of saying someone's a, a role player has a negative connotation to it. Well, largely after that, after the idea of being a cornerstone franchise piece, you're looking at someone who is a fringe all-star. That's kind of like the one in the middle and then kind of a a role player, a rotational guy, which can be anything from a solid starter to someone who's the eighth man in the rotation. And right now, how is that really inaccurate? Because none of these guys are cornerstone pieces, right? I think you and I are on the right. same page with that. Mm-hmm. Dante Murray's had his flashes where you're saying, oh, maybe he can be an all-star. And I, I've said it. I think he will be at some point. Keldon Johnson, the book is still very new, but so far it's certainly been more positive than negative. So for everybody else, you kind of categorize them in that role-player spot, Right. Right, and, and, and I look at yeah, this collection so I mean, of young I, guys. I, mean, I think it's pretty much, yeah, I think it was pretty much accurate yeah. for whoever posed that, yeah. Yeah, I look at this young this young core that they have, um, and I think, let's start off with Murray. Do you, do you think he's reached his ceiling, or do you think following this season there's still more left in, in what he can deliver on the court? Let's start off with it. What are your thoughts? I have a hard time bailing on a guy – at his age, at his, I don't want to say inexperience, but in terms of longevity in the league, inexperience, still very young, who has shown the positive signs in many facets of his, his game. I refuse to believe that, that, that Murray is done, that this isn't the ceiling. I think it's, it's too young for a lot of these guys. A lot of them, basically every single one, every single one, I think there's, they, they have a chance to improve. I think that they will improve. Now, that level of improvement, I'm not saying they're going to turn out to be a multi-time all-star. Right. But I think there is, with each of these guys, you will continue to see them ascend instead of descend. Um, but, but Murray, yeah, to, go, to kind of circle back to him, I think he's the guy, and, and I've, I've mentioned this on, on Twitter, so the receipts are there, and mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm set here as well is that I think he has the most potential to be an all-star on the team than anybody right. else. Than anybody else. So for and me it, at that point, yeah, I, I think his ceiling is, is a ways away. Yeah, and you look at the position he plays, he's going to have to really have one of those incredible seasons just to right. sniff right. The, the, the reserves in the Western Conference. I mean, the, the, yeah. the players ahead of him and are, are at his position, I should say, um, they're tough. It's tough. It's tough competition. Uh, I'm right yeah. there with you. I think he has the most potential to be the all-star. Um, second, close second's got to be Keldon uh, with the small forward. And then Devin Vassell, he's intriguing because, first of all, he's getting the rookie treatment right now. We know that. I think everybody knows that Pop is giving him that rookie process. We're seeing it right now. No surprises. This has been Pop's MO for years. But right. I think once he gets unleashed, let's just say next season, because uh, you figure most of the veterans will be gone. Yeah, you know, Rudy maybe is probably gone. Who knows what's going to happen with DeMar? You know, the reports out there that, you know, that he's leading to leaving, you know, maybe testing the waters. Everything's on the table. 
So you say DeMar is gone. Those are some, some really valuable minutes that are going to be freed up. And if he gets those minutes, Vassell could be special. Your thoughts? BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action over at BetOnline. This week, they got tons of sports actions on the go. As the NFL draft is on, you got the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, your Spurs, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Now, before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news right now. Sign-up bonuses, contest information, and much, much more. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head on to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, and use promo code LOCKEDON. I, I think the, the jury's still out. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think only because we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him play regular, sustained minutes. And for me, until I, I see the guy in that spot, then I think you can put more of a label on things. It was kind of like my stance. I, I had this stance with Kelvin Johnson last year, where I was like, "Hey, it, it seems like he's doing all the right things that we're seeing up in Austin." certainly more signs to positive instead of negative. Well, let's, let's get this guy some run. Let's get him up here, I guess, down here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what he can do. And I, I, I think Devin Vassell, as soon as we see him in that conversation, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't surprise me all those things that you just said in terms of really, or really making moves on the roster. If he did those things, that wouldn't surprise me at all. No, but right now, I don't think we've, we've seen enough to, I guess, really take that bold of a right. stance to say you're looking at an all-star. But it's been good in the, in the small mm-hmm. quantity that I've seen him. It's, you can't really complain yeah, about let, it. Let, right? me, let, let me ask you this. Let's just, let's just play what if. We'll do Marvel's what if series right here on Locked On Spurs. By the way, that's coming okay. out very, very soon, Casey. Just yes, 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 yes. I, I saw it, yes. <laughs> um, what if the Spurs play the offseason right all that money, they, they, they make a deal, whatever, and they bring in a bona fide star, one of your top five players. Let's just pretend. You insert top five player into this young core. You know, I think that could be a measuring stick. Do they complement that person? Will they use the spur use a complementary piece? Or you still figure like Pop or whoever the coaching staff is at the time, try to spread. It out. I guess the the best example is Miami with uh, Jimmy Butler. He's the guy, but you got Hero, you got Duncan Robinson, you got Bam, et cetera, et cetera. You think the Spurs would go in that mode or really commit to a centerpiece and let that guy do it all? I, I'm hold on. I, I'm I'm confused because after you said the idea of the Spurs getting a top five piece, I was like that, that yeah. ain't happening. That ain't that right. Ain't yeah, happening. that's our, that's where we're doing the Marvel yeah. what if. Yeah. So, so what? Uh, what was? The, I guess I'm trying to say, like, how would how would make? we? What would be a good measuring stick for these young guys? You know, like you say, like, are they just a bunch of role players? Okay, fine. Well, role players usually complement, you know, stars, right? Um, or 
you know, you, you gauge it that way. Like, how would they mesh? Like, you know, we're just pretending here, people, with okay. Giannis. Okay. How would they mesh with you. Kawhi? Versus, hey, we roll with these guys as is and just, you know, see how where they how far they take us. Because if if they go that, or if the Spurs go that route, let's see how far they could take us. Maybe a while before the they take the team into the next level. Versus plugging in oh. the guy right now, then boom, they're in. You know, they're in that playoff, perennial playoff standing. Right. Well, I mean, in reality, that's what's probably going to be the case. Right. Uh, I know I'm. I know I'm skipping ahead to a couple of your your what ifs, and I'm kind of spoiling mm-hmm. the game here a little bit. But I, I mean, if you're getting in a a top five to seven guy. On your team, in, in the unlikely, in, in the unlikely, but what if event, if that were if that were to happen, mm-hmm. largely everybody else, we're assuming you can call them that role player category. But again, you're kind of building around said role player's talent, and whoever that may turn out right. to be, well, that could involve some of the guys on the Spurs roster as a role player, if you will, right. or could be somebody else. I mean, that really kind of changes the game right there. And that kind of just makes it a totally different conversation because everyone that we're talking about, they might not even be here. Superstar X, Y, and Z, top seven guy comes and says, hey, I want superstar X, Y, and Z in the top 15. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, DeJounte, Keldon, and (laughs) and whoever. Thanks for for your uh, two-year stay. Time to go. We're getting Paul George or whoever. Right. I'm throwing out there. You know what I'm getting at. I get you. But, and, you know, I, I guess the inverse of this conversation could be this. Okay, fine. Let's just say they roll the dice with these young guys. Then do they do the traditional, we're going to build around Keldon. We're going to build around DeJounte. Build around Vassell. Or do they just kind of spread out the uh, the build around, if you will? Hey, you know, one day it's going to be you, Keldon. One day it's going to be you, DeJounte. One day it's going to be you, Devin. One day, maybe you, Luca. Who knows? You know, I just don't see what are they doing with this collection of young guys because we know if you project it out, if they do blossom and bloom and become the all stars that we hope they do, there's gonna come a, a day where they're gonna want to get paid. And the, and the Spurs is a small market, and they may not be able to afford Lonnie long term, Dejounte long term, Devin long term. You know, there there's gonna come to a point where something's gonna have to give. So do they just spread the love as far as that's they can? Next off, well, that's going to be next offseason with Lonnie. Because I, ima- I can't imagine that, that they're going to bring back Lonnie Walker on something other than a restricted offer sheet. Right. Or a qualifying yeah. offer, I should say. I can't imagine that. Lonnie and he's, he's qualifying. Yeah. I, I, I don't, and and I he's with uh, Clutch Sports, and we know how they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't say. Say Lonnie gets a four for sixty-four, something like that. I mean, he's he's a scoring wing in in, in twenty. What would be twenty twenty-two? For all of his flaws, those guys get money. Spurs aren't going to match that. They got money locked up in Dejounte. They got money, love money, money locked up into Derek White. They still have. Mm-hmm. They still have the sell on his rookie contract for two more years after that. They're going to have a draft pick. They're going to have this year's draft pick, which also have a chance to be guys in the backcourt. 
I can't see them bringing back Lonnie on a unless unless he totally goes berserk next year. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, un- unless he he totally goes berserk and puts the Spurs in, in a spot where it's like, oh well, you know what? I mean, we have to we have to match anything. I don't think I don't right. think they're going to match on a significant deal. If they're getting for cheap, cool, but I don't think that'll be the case. I don't just based off yes. pure market. Yeah, it's interesting to see what they're going to do with these uh, collection of kids because it, down to it, they almost are identical players if you think about it. You know, slashers, long, lanky, you know, they need the ball. You know, they, they seem to be from the same moldish. And we're seeing the Spurs right now, you know, sometimes lack just, you know, a shooter, a guy can knock, a reliable three point shooter. Well, you know, outside of Mills, they don't have that with this young core. Uh, Derek White's probably the closest they have. Uh, you look at um, Keldon, you know, God, he's a good player, you know, but he's got to die. He's got to be diverse. He's just attacking or selling for the three. And that's it. And Luke Walton yep. has spoken to me and said, Hey, we already know how to plan against him. So, mm-hmm. you know, what, what more can you get out of DeJounte? You know, it's going to be interesting to see where his next evolution is. It could be just in the, maybe in a non statistical manner with just being a vocal leader. DeMar DeRozan spoke with me recently and said he's noticing Murray's been a lot more vocal and getting on the guys, which is good for his development. Maybe that's his next step, which I think will bode well. But you're seeing like more, you, you think, I, I agree, I think there's still more of a ceiling for him. It's almost becoming a thing where maybe he can get triple doubles like on the regular as his career continues because he can do it all, you know, assist, uh, rebounds, and score. Um Keldon, you know, yeah, you got to see what he else is going to do. Devin, once he's unleashed, then we'll really get to see him. And then there's Luca. There's Luca right there. You know, the, the, the forgotten young piece in this young core. Uh, he, you know, speaking of Luke, you know, we're talking about Luca right here. Casey, are you surprised he, after this, in this point of his Spurs tenure, he's still getting this process treatment from Pop? Well, I mean, last year he barely even played. Well, well, uh, no. Well, he was writing them. He got recalled quite a bit, I believe, but he was just, yeah, stable to the bench, even in the bubble. I mean, what? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I know, I mean, I know that they should have reimbursed his gas coming from Austin to San Antonio <laughs> for the time that that he came, that he made that drive, but he barely played. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but but how how many relevant games did he play in? What? Last season. In the, yeah, I was going to say yeah. when he started at the last game of the year in the bubble. Right, yeah. Not a good measuring stick. <laughs> no. So, uh, I'm not surprised that he's in the, I don't want to call the it. Process. Yeah, the, yeah, process. the process. Yeah, the process. He's in the process not, right now. He's in the process. Yeah, and then there's, there's Trey Jones, you know, a promising young guard. Uh, it looks like a true point guard in every sense of the world, a point guard. You know, could he be there apparent to the Patty Mills role off that bench? You know, it's just interesting to see, you know, because I get it. Maybe it's, you know, maybe for mo- not all the guys. I think DeJounte, you know, he's a veteran. I, I know he lost that one year due to injury, but collect total, you know, these five years NBA tenure minus one. You know, he, I think he's out of that. Well, he's a young guy phase. You know, he's out of that. He's, he's, he's he had time with, the big three just towards the end of their career. He had time with Tony. He learned under Tony, you know, took the mantle from Tony. So I, I dare to say he's out of that 
young core. I think he's more of the leader of the young core, if you will. And then you have, but that's that just drops. Then you have Devin, you have Keldon, as far as NBA experience, excuse me. Lonnie, it's just, and then Luca, and then Trey. There's like a gap there. And he's already at his point where he's starting to get into his own. Now, he's in his mid 20s right now. You know, mm-hmm. so we know there's still more growth for him. You know, statistically, what did it say about around 29, 30s when you start hitting your prime in the NBA? So he's ahead of their curve. So as he's advancing, you know, these guys are learning. So it's going to be interesting how that all meshes moving on because eventually they're going to really turn over the reins of these young guys and really say, this is your team. There's no, just pretending now. There's no more DeMar. There's no more Rudy. There's no more Patty. This is you guys. Go for it. And now all that can mm-hmm. change if they bring in some, you know, top, top name talent or they get lucky in the draft and they get themselves a really high pick and somebody you cannot not stash in the G League. But barring that, I think there's still going to be some lean years ahead. What do you think? Oh, without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. I- yeah, I, these guys are all young. He's all young, and and nothing's more nothing's more polarizing on Spurs Twitter, right? Than than taking a hard stance one way or another on these guys. That's why <laughs> that's that's why I play and genuinely believe genuinely believe I, I take the diplomatic stance right in the middle because I I'm like I don't see Dejounte as this can't miss point guard, but I do think he has a chance to be a, a fringe all-star an all-star who mm-hmm. gets in maybe once twice and at least plays like it I, i'm not saying as an all-star who gets in because that's subjective mm-hmm. demar Derozan's having an all-star season but he wasn't an all-star uh you know what i mean though uh a, a fringe all-star talent every year um but i'm not going to go as far to say that he's he just totally sucks, and, and this is the peak, and things don't really go <laughs> right. bad. Same with Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker, I think you're crazy to say that in three years we're going to get Rockets Lonnie every single night, but I also think you're crazy to write off a 22-, 23-year-old who has that potential. So I'm, I'm just saying, listen, if, if you get a, a top eight rotational guy, top seven rotational guy who can do what he can do at – what do you, where, where do you get selected at? Like 21, 22, somewhere over there, mm-hmm. right? A couple of yep. years back. That's a good yep. value for the pick. You know what I mean? That's a good right. value. You're talking about DeJounte, That's right? Pretty, yeah. No, oh, no. Yeah, oh, you... Lonnie. Yeah. Oh, talking about Lonnie. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, he was in the talking. 20s, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but at, at 22, 23, wherever that low to mid-20s, it's not like it's, you're, you're hoping you can get a guy who can be productive in the rotation at some point because in all likelihood you're not going to get an all-star. You have a very small chance of pulling that rabbit out of your hat. And you're just hoping for a guy who can be a contributor in your rotation. And I think that's what Lonnie, Lonnie can certainly be. I think he's certainly capable of that. But mm-hmm. largely as a whole, I think with all these young guys, if so, if someone's going to take a, a stance really hard one way or another with these with, with with everyone for as much as they've been flawed, they've had equally good moments. I think that's that's bold. I think mm-hmm. that's really bold to do that. And and there's a way to go. There's a way to go in this thing. Right. I know. Exactly. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know. I know how Spurs Twitter is for what I just said right there. <laughs> and they might listen and be like, "You need to take a stance." 
Lonnie Walker cannot guard anybody. He is unbelievable. Right. Look at the like, numbers. Look at the numbers. Yeah. He gets burned all the time. Yeah, like they have like the analytics from like every single game and dating back, dating back to his his Austin days. I'm like, guys, just go outside, just get out of the house, go for a run. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you know, I don't need every <laughs> single metric to say this. I don't need this. But, anyway, but, um, sorry. but yeah, I yeah. mean, but, but collect the, this collection of young guys, you know, they're obviously going to get better. And that includes uh, Murray and the future is bright for this team. It's just, you know, that they think that's still kind of like the, the big million dollar question. Are they good enough to carry this team into the promised land? Like the, back in the big three era, I don't know. And is there going to be one that's really going to emerge as that piece, as that player that you build around? barring any type of deal the Spurs make. Uh, so I think we think we just have to have patience and see how this plays out. We know next season is when they'll you know, cross your fingers, likely be given the keys to the car. They're not there yet. You know, Rudy Gay still out there, Patty Mills sitting, getting those minutes. Uh, DeMar- well, DeMar DeRozan definitely earned them. So, you know, we exclude him, but if pop really trusted these guys, yeah, you probably would see Devin Vassell out there or, or uh, Luca or Trey Jones or you giving them burn because they need to get it because they're that that good. But you know, just you just gotta wait and see how it plays out. And I think that that process begins, in my opinion, next season. Uh, but we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the mysterious Trey Lyles injury? You know, we're gonna have to get Robert Stack. You know, for those kids who don't know, yes, I'm old. But he was an old timey actor, you know, who used to host the Unsolved Mysteries back in the day in the nineties. Um, get him on the case uh, here, Casey, because uh, yeah, Trey Lyles, interesting, you know. But anyway, no, and I checked in his social media; he hasn't said anything as well. You would think, you know, the, the the players are nowadays, you know, they vent a lot. He hasn't said a peep. So they put cryptic emojis. You yeah, know. like that. Yeah, nothing cryptic, nothing. Um, and also, what do you think about this collection of young guys? Are they really just a bunch of role players and nice guys and good players, but nothing more, nothing less? Or do you believe that they have the potential to become stars of the NBA? Let us know right now. We talked about Vieira's and SA. Casey, tell us about that and more. What do you got going? Oh, Vieira's and SA. Find us on YouTube. We do things. We have a new video uh, coming out today, Thursday. That's good. Um, what else? We, we've, we've kind of been slacking a little bit cause you know, I hurt my, I hurt my arm. We've had this. Yeah. By the way, you doing better? Yeah, we're all right. We're, we're going to get reevaluated next week. Only probably for them to tell me I have to wear the cast for another three weeks, but this is what it is. But I, I've discovered it really hampers my ability, ability to edit and type. And I'm glad oh, I'm not like a college kid who has to do papers or things like that. So that's really we we between between hampering this or dealing with this hampering injury and, and life just kind of getting as a whole we've, we've been a little quieter over the past week but we're back we're back got something new out today got something new out uh, a couple of days i'm not going to give an exact day but new up new episode Vieira's nsi check us out on youtube uh yep. related follow me on twitter casey underscore Vieira. do that right now uh Casey's a great follow. Uh, he'll definitely raw you up. 
because he has some strong opinions when it comes to Spurs and the, uh, well, just for the fan base to enjoy. Uh, make sure to subscribe to Locked on Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Spurs. And uh, while I have your ear, if you need more sports information, I know you do, uh, outside of San Antonio Spurs, then you need to check out the Locked on Today podcast. It's all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Updates you on the latest news and every major sport with the help of our local experts. So make sure to follow the Locked on Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Casey, thanks for coming on this episode of Locked on Spurs. Uh, we miss you. Hopefully uh, your schedule gets a little lighter and have you a little bit on more frequently than we used to. Oh, come on. It's been, I, I've been on once a week. Why are you being so dramatic, man? This is, this is, because we, we need to feed the masses. Like they demand, five. they demand Casey Vieira. These are the same people who come up with metrics of Lonnie Walker's defense. Yes, they are. Against I think Russell. they, I think they want to have an excuse to use those metrics once they get you on say, here. And then yeah, they say, the we got them. Yeah. <laughs> the people who come up with Lonnie Walker's defensive, uh, metrics against Russell Westbrook on a random Monday in April. Like, uh, random Mondays in April dating back two years. Yeah. Those folks, those, yeah, those are the folks. ones that are, that are asking. Yeah. No. Oh, well, okay, well, well, you delivered. You delivered. Thank you for, a, a yeah, thank you for appeasing yes. that crowd. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah. So for KC Vieira, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs. <laughs>